Welcome home. I'm Dr. Tama, a minister, licensed psychologist, and sacred artist. And this is Homecoming, a podcast to facilitate your journey home to yourself. While I will provide weekly inspiration and mental health tips, this podcast is not a substitute for therapy. I'm so excited you're on the journey. If you want to request specific topics or share your progress, email me at homecomingpodcasts at gmail.com. Also, after you listen, be sure to like, subscribe, and share. Let's begin. I am so glad that you all are with me again for another episode of the Homecoming Podcast. And today's topic is Healing, Mending, Repairing Broken Friendships. And this topic was actually requested by two of our two different listeners who, who emailed me at homecomingpodcast at gmail.com with the request for some tips on fixing a broken friendship. And I think this is so important because uh, friendships that last over time, over seasons, uh, we they go through changes because we change. Right. The reality is that as we get older, we grow and change our taste, change our habits, um, our uh, desires and needs, our expectations. All these things uh, can change and even we can develop separate circles from each other. And so then trying to figure out um, what is my place in this person's life and what is their place in mine? And uh, do we want to repair this friendship? So you may want to start with looking at what is it that created the divide? So sometimes there was not a specific event, but over time you grew apart. Like no one is uh, particularly angry at the other person. You just started spending uh, more time with other people. You don't have any negative thought toward the person, but just it's become less and less frequent. Uh, the phone calls or the getting together. Um, and so trying to figure out, was there um, a point of rupture um, or was it just we did not cultivate or prioritize the friendship and that, and that was uh, from a mutual busyness or developing other uh, areas of our lives, but not any uh, kind of uh, negative interaction. Uh, then there are friendship ruptures where uh, someone felt wronged or was in fact wronged. Um, and you can have different dynamics where sometimes both people are feeling like the other one is to blame um, for the friendship ending or feeling like the other person didn't handle things correctly. Um, or sometimes there can even be agreement that both people recognize like this is the person that did this thing. And that's why I can't be friends with them anymore. And that person may also be aware of like, I know they're not friends with me because I did this particular thing um, and they didn't want to forgive me for it. Right. Um, and then, of course, you will have to unpack what were the offenses. Right. What what was it that happened? And thinking about um, what what does friendship mean to you? Right. And there are different categories um, of friends. There are friends that you don't talk to often, but whenever you do talk, it's like you go back to that old familiarity and you can kind of pick up where you left off. But it's not like 
the people you talk to daily or weekly, right? Um, and then there are friends that are really more acquaintances, right? You know them and, you know, you, you consider them a quote unquote friend, but they don't really know a lot about you and you don't know a lot about them. Um, and so some of us have that gift of being friendly, but not being intimate, right? So, you know, some people can smile a lot and talk about very surface things and you can even hang out with them, but you still don't really know them, right? And there could be a number of reasons why they don't uh, reveal more of themselves uh, in that space. And then there are um, those, what I would call strategic friendships, which are really kind of more networking, or some people would call it using, where some people want to know you because of who you are or a skill or gift or resource you have or who you know. Um, and, you know, we'll see that people respond to us differently when they have different types of information about you, right? Then suddenly, right, they want to be your quote unquote friend. Um, and then we have those that we can really be honest with, that we can really be transparent with. Those who are not just fair weather friends or good time friends. I'm talking about the ones who show up when you're in a storm, you know, when you are really going through, uh, they are not absent, right? They are present and uh, they they get you, that you feel accepted in their presence. You don't have to pretend uh, you don't have to fake it, uh, that they encourage you, right? They encourage your dreams. Um, they see the, the, the good in you. They are able uh, to value and celebrate you in the friendship and it's mutual, right? Um, but I will say there are also one-sided friendships or relationships where you're always the giver or the taker. And the other person is always either the giver or the taker. So it's not mutual, right? Um, what I say for those who come from a church context is like the difference between ministry or friendship, right? Meaning with ministry often, this is someone who you are uh, helping or supporting or encouraging, uh, but it never is returned, and for both of you, you may not expect there, there to be a return or for a mutuality, right? But having to be clear about um, what, what is friendship to me? What am I looking for in a friend? Um, how close do I actually want uh, people to be to me? How much do I want to be known, right? Because just like some people only date emotionally unavailable partners, some of us only pick friends that can be very surface because we don't actually want to be known, right? So I have to look at my friendship circle and it tells me something about myself. And if I'm one of those people that says, you know, I don't need any friends, I don't want any friends. Well, what does that tell us? It's a matter of distrust. So you could get at like, what is the root why I don't trust anybody and don't want to be bothered with anyone. And uh, I, what, I, what do I gain from living like that? And what do I miss out on from living like that? Right. So then you think about this specific person. Um, what are the ways in which this person has been a good friend to me in the past, if ever? And what are the ways that I was a good friend to them? Right. Um, and then what changed? Right. So I have to get to the root of that. And, and here is an important piece around communication. 
sometimes people will assume the other one knows, right? They're like, well, they know what they did. And it's like, are you sure? Right? Well, they ought to know. Right? <laughs> well, we can't really heal it if we don't even uh, create an opportunity to name it. Or let me say, because we really believe in freedom on this podcast. If you feel like they should know and that you don't want to have to explain it to them and that you're done, well, that's your choice. Right. But I'm uh, particularly thinking about those who are desiring to repair. So if you have released people and you don't want it back and you have drawn the conclusion that they are not good for you um, or maybe they never were or they aren't anymore, then you you can release. That is a choice. Um, But for those who want to repair, you want to look at what really uh, created the rupture. And sometimes it was a single incident, but sometimes the most recent incident was just the icing on the cake, right? Meaning there were some prior things and then this was like the last straw. So you want to get a sense of what really uh, pushed us apart, right? What really caused the relationship to deteriorate and uh, what am I feeling? And as we said last week, we can have more than one feeling at a time. So I could be disappointed in what they did and I still miss them, right? I can be really angry and frustrated with how that whole exchange happened and and I do love them, right? So you may have complicated feelings um, about some of these friends, but we we need to interrogate that, to sit with that, to be honest with ourselves, uh, because sometimes we um, hide behind the mask that teenagers often use, which is, I don't care. You know, meanwhile, you're thinking about them, you're stalking them on social media. I don't care, right? I don't miss them. I don't care. Well, is that really the truth, right? We want to tell ourselves the truth. And the truth is often that is complicated. And then you want to get into like, what is my hope for this friendship, right? Is it uh, my hope that we could be reconciled, uh, knowing who they are, knowing who I am, knowing, you know, what the friendship was in the past or what it could be in the future? You know, what is my hope or Let me say that some people, you know, want to have these closure conversations, right, where they would say, well, I don't need to be their friend anymore. I just want to make sure there's clarity. Um, So that is a choice. But you just want to be mindful that your idea of clarity and closure may not match what that other person is looking for. But if there are some things that you feel like, well, I want to say I want to say some things and then I'm going to close the door. Um, That is a choice. Right. So you start with this taking inventory about your ideas about friendship, your experience with this person. And then why is it uh, that you are drawn uh, to fixing it? What is it that about them that you really appreciate or love or admire or miss? Right. Um, So that. We can find out, is it just a matter of familiarity or loyalty, right? Some people have been friends since the third grade and they have like nothing in common. They don't like any of the same people. They don't like any of the same things. But because that's my friend from the third grade, then she's got to or he's got to be my best friend for life. So I have to figure out like, is it um, just based in history, right? History and loyalty. But are there any commonalities um, in value is their mutual respect for each other, right? 
So now, not only do we have some people who um, are just committed because this has been a part of their lives for so long, or this person has been a part of their lives for so long, um, but also some, we can tell the truth in the pandemic, is sometimes it's just out of loneliness, right? That people say the older you are, it's like hard to make new friends, right? That uh, some people just, well, when we weren't on quarantine, they would go to work and come home. And uh, some people don't want to make friends at work or find it hard to socialize at work. And so then it's kind of easier to just go with the people that I know. Um, and so people feel lonely and will just reach out um, out of that. But even that piece you want to really reflect on, um, is it my fear um, or discomfort with making new friends that is keeping me um, wanting something that was really uh, dysfunctional or unhealthy or unfulfilling? Or like, is this like, I really uh, appreciate this person. Like uh, they were a real source of light in my life that I enjoyed time with them. I felt known and accepted with them. And like, if it weren't for these particular things or issues like we really have like a great friendship. So if you decide um, this is something that I want to repair or fix, um, one is not waiting for the other person to reach out. So someone has to take the initiative, right? Someone has to take the first step. And sometimes out of our ego or being stubborn, uh, we're unwilling to reach out or because like we're waiting for them to apologize. Um, but if I want to repair it and time is like ticking, uh, going away, then to ask myself, am I willing to take the initiative and to reach out? Uh, the next thing that's going to be important is, uh, do I feel there is a part in the problem that I need to own uh, and apologize for, right? Because here's the thing. Some people want to call and act like nothing ever happened, right? Like, hey, girl, <laughs> what you doing? <laughs> uh, and it's like, wait a minute, right? We have not talked in forever. And like, there are issues, there are unresolved issues. And so we can't just um, pretend that things didn't happen, we have to have uh, the difficult conversations. And uh, if you, and it's again, uh, only if it's sincere, when we're talking about homecoming, it's not about reading from a script or being fake, right? But if you sincerely um, uh, apologize, um, regret something you said or did toward the other person, uh, then being willing to share that, to speak that, um, and here's the part in that is you, we cannot, uh, come in with the requirement of what the person needs to say back to me, right? Because, um, there are different things that people might say. They may say, oh, well, like I messed up too. And then it's like a mutual apology, or they may say, um, I don't accept your apology, or they may say, um, well, I'm glad you apologized, but I don't want to fix the friendship, but thank you for the apology, right? Um, so people can respond in a number of ways, and it sometimes throws us off when we have in our mind 
uh, this script of how it's going to play out. So when you take the initiative to reach out, when you apologize for, if you want to apologize about anything, to not come in with this narrow view of what is going to happen next, but I need to be prepared for whatever may happen, right? Because me wanting to repair it is only one person in the friendship, right? It takes two people um, for us uh, to, to mutually want to be friends, right? So then I can just make peace with myself of even if this person doesn't want to repair it, I'm not going to feel bad for giving my apology, right? Even if they don't apologize to that, what I said was true, right? See, I'm only going to be angry about apologizing if it wasn't sincere, right? So instead, if it comes from a sincere place and and they say whatever it is they want to say, even if that is the end of it, right? Then I, I spoke truth. I spoke my truth. Yes. So then uh, not only that, we want to um, shift our expectations because sometimes in friendship, we are expecting people to act like us, think like us, talk like us. And that is a setup for disappointment. So instead, I need to learn my friends so that I know who to go to for what, right? Um, I was talking to uh, someone the other day, a friend, and she was talking about another friend of hers who she knows, like, can't keep a secret, right? Like, it's not malicious. It's not, she just, this woman just like runs her mouth all the time. And so she's like, so I, that's my friend. And I am also very selective about what I say to her because I just know she can't keep it, right? She just, that is who she is. Yeah. So some people may say, well, then like, that's not my real friend and I'm going to cut them off. Or, you know, that they would say, I uh, engage with them at a level of awareness of knowing who they are, right? So are there some expectations that I need to shift? Um, this can come up around money, where some of us would give away our last dollar and then uh, get very disappointed if you're in a rough point and realize that some of your friends are not as materially generous as you are. So then you have to decide, like, does that mean that they're not really my friend if they don't match me um, in levels of generosity in that particular way? Um, so like, what can I uh, expect? And my expectations are based on my observations, right? My expectations are based on my observations, not based on how I act or how I would respond in a particular situation, right? So it is uh, important to think about um, knowing people that if I'm going to accept someone that I'm going to accept, as Naomi said in the vows, that we are all imperfect people and also including us. And we also get different things from different friends. Right. So you all like I'm a multifaceted person. And so I have like some of my artsy poetry friends who I love engaging with. Um, I have my spiritual friends who, you know, get on the phone and can just pray and go in. Um, I have my psychology friends and we can talk about mental health. I have my uh, community activist friends that can talk about, you know, what is needed to transform and empower the community. And then I'll have like some of those rare people who can go between those different conversations and like they occupy those uh, in, in different ways. Um, but I am not less of a friend 
to people who I have a particular flow with, right? So I have some very good friends in the field of psychology. And, you know, if I were to talk about artsy stuff, that's just not them. So it's not that I have to be fake with them. I just know like at where they can meet me, right? Uh, where we can flow. And so I have that flow with them and I love it. Right. And then, you know, one of my dancer friends, I can call her and we can flow about dancing. Right. We might even get up and start dancing. So shifting my expectations about what what do I gain and what do I give uh, in this friendship can help us to not be set up for disappointment and for frustration. Then we have to be willing to pace it that it may not automatically go back to the way things used to be like once someone apologizes. And I think both people have to recognize that, especially if it was like a deep wound or a deep offense um, that sometimes we believe that, you know, with forgiveness, like it's all magically done with one sentence. And now like we can go back to our prior flow, whereas the reality is the hurt does have an impact. And we're uh, being cautious with each other as we try to rebuild the trust and try to rebuild the friendship. And so to have patience um, with that process, as long as it's clear, both people are wanting to try to figure it out. Right. So it's not a kind of thing where this person doesn't want to be my friend and I'm trying to convince them to be my friend. Right. Um, but instead, like if we are willing to work with it, uh, work on it with a sense of um, patience is really important. And then we want to be able to start creating some new memories together, right? Because if all of the uh, good memories are in the faraway past and the only thing we have in our present is the disconnect, is the drama, uh, then it's hard to keep trying to go back to, well, I remember three years ago, we had a good time. It's like, can we try to start creating some new memories now, right? Try to start creating some new pieces now. Now, I do want to say if you were the one who was hurt in it, uh, to be able to express um, what you were feeling without... Um, demonizing the person. So I can talk about how I didn't appreciate an action or like how that made me feel or how I experienced that without me uh, attacking your character, right? Um, because clearly if you just think at their core that they're a rotten person, then we don't even really need to have the conversation because you've already kind of dismissed them. But if I am open to the possibility of repair, then it really is about identifying the the actions I didn't like or the, you know, the things or the attitudes I did not like or appreciate and why um, without making it that that is that person's identity. Yeah. So it uh, then is important finally to think about how can we make the friendship even stronger than it was before, right? So there was, quote unquote, the good old days and then some difficulty happened that there was a disconnect. Now we're working to repair, you know, uh, communicating openly, uh, apologizing. And also, even before you reach out, you can allow a little bit of time for the dust to settle because sometimes people are so caught up in their emotions, including us, that it's hard to really be clear of like what's really going on because we're overwhelmed. Um, so after you've taken like a little pause, 
to reach out and to try to really talk about uh, the issue and to talk about what you miss about the friendship, right? That what you value, what you appreciate about them um, as we look to see, can we create some new memories? And then finally, can it be even stronger than it was before? That there are some friendships that if you have had some falling out, but then you all were able to come back, it's like like now we're at a whole nother level, right? Because we had some tough conversations, right? We had some difficult moments. It's like, you know, with romantic relationships that like if we can talk through some stuff on the other side of this, it is possible um, for the friendship to be even stronger because we had to get really honest and really vulnerable about where we were. So my hope for you as you come home to yourself is that you would be able to repair some of the things that have been broken uh, in your friendship or relationship lives, that there is a skill and a gift to being able to release people. And there's also a skill and a gift to be able to recover, to be able to rebuild. And it is not for anyone else to decide outside of the people in it to determine is this a season or a moment for release or is this a season or a moment for rebuilding, right? Um, but the decision does have to, at least for the rebuilding, the decision has to be mutual, right, in order to repair the friendship. And if uh, the repair is not working um, or even if the repair does work, I really hope for you that out of your authentic living that you would be open to new possibilities as well, either deepening old friendships and being more open, honest with each other and or creating new friendships uh, that are based and rooted in a foundation of honesty and love and respect. Because friendship, when it is authentic, oh, it is such a gift. So I invite your heart I invite your heart, I shifted it on today, to tell your mind, spirit, soul, and body, welcome home. Welcome home.